Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Mara Carmen Garcia. She is a professor at the University of Georgia. It's great to see you. Thanks for coming by. Thank you for inviting me. Your specialty is infectious laryngotracheitis, otherwise known as ILT. Correct. It seems like there's no middle ground with that disease. You either have it bad or you don't have it at all. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Usually, clinically, it's, uh, it's, it's other respiratory diseases of poultry, but Clinically, it's very different. It has very particularly clinical signs that uh, poultry production uh, people and veterinarians can easily recognize. If they have gone through it, they know once it's, they get it back, they'll know immediately that it's ILTV. Yeah. What types of poultry operations are more susceptible to ILT than others? Well, usually in the United States, they uh, most of the long-lived birds like breeders and commercial layers, are vaccinated for the disease because of the instance of, of avoid any, any infection. So broilers, actually, if there is no outbreaks of the disease in the area of production, broilers are not vaccinated. I mean, they only get vaccinated when there is an outbreak. So in theory, broilers are more susceptible because they are not going to be vaccinated. In case there is an outbreak, then all the broilers around the certain area get vaccinated. But in general, let's say that any, uh, any bird, any poultry commercial bird is equally susceptible to the disease. And it's a real neighborhood disease, isn't it? It is. It is. Actually, when I first started working on it, I remember um, Dr. John Gleason, that probably you have yes. interviewed several times, he always told me that we can track how the virus got in and usually was in two legs. So it is, it is uh, very contagious, but at the same time, biosecurity-wise, it's the main reason why you get outbreaks of the disease uh, or how it starts, it mostly is breaks in biosecurity. And specifically, what breaks do you see that bring on ILT? Well, for example, you mentioned one thing is a neighborhood disease. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, um, is very important, for example, is for people who work in the farms, if they do have or know anyone with backyard flocks. Um, there have been several cases in which either they brought the disease to backyard flocks or backyard flocks brought the disease to commercial poultry. So one, one, that's one possibility. Personnel that is in contact with other poultry that not necessarily we know the status in terms of vaccination or in terms of, of uh, infection by ILTV. One thing I need to clarify is that even if you work with poultry and your birds are not vaccinated, if you are in contact with any bird that is vaccinated against ILT, particularly with the life attenuated vaccines, mm -hmm. you need to consider those birds infected. So you need to take extra measures if you are in contact with vaccinated birds and going to non-vaccinated birds. And I think a lot of people, uh, workers in the poultry area, uh, have learned through the years about this issue that not necessarily birds that are only uh, infected with, uh, with uh, they have that outbreak, but also birds that are vaccinated are a source of virus to, to birds that are not vaccinated. So let's talk about protecting broiler flocks mm -hmm. specifically from ILT. Um, what could we be doing better in terms of biosecurity? Because that's the front line. Yes. Um, 
I think in broilers, uh, one of the things we have seen through the years in terms of the control of the disease is very important uh, biosecurity and I know people don't like when I say this, but cleaning, <laughs> disinfection is very important. Mm -hmm. Particularly when there is an increase in production of, of, of broilers, meaning that the, the poultry meat is in good price, so the producer wants to produce more meat, the downtime between flocks and broilers get reduced in a hurry. <laughs> mm -hmm. When that happens, the same thing happens, the downtime decreases, then the cleaning and disinfection between flocks also suffers. And uh, so that's one thing we have seen, that if that, that cleaning and disinfection between flocks and broilers is, is very important. Now, I mentioned before that if that house have been ever vaccinated, especially with the chicken embryo origin vaccine, it's even more important that cleaning and disinfection because you vaccinated because the, your son was in an outbreak and then the outbreak is gone, you move your birds, but you don't clean or disinfect correctly, that broiler house will have remnants of that vaccine. It may take probably two years, 10 flocks, mm -hmm. to go through in order for this virus, if it stay in the flock, to, to, to stay in that chicken house. So broilers, I will say that the main first tool is biosecurity and cleaning and disinfection. For example, there is broiler areas where they are in very endemic areas, and some of the guidelines that they have is that they <coughs> compose the litter between flocks, if they have a downtime of 14 days, they compose the litter. Then in addition to that, they actually uh, clean and disinfect the whole area, even with the litter co during composting of the litter. And that has seemed to work pretty well. I added other things, like why don't you clean your water lines with Clorox? With Clorox. Yes, that's very helpful. And we, it is easy for me to say from the experimental point of view. I know anything that I say for a producer to add more to their work low, which is already heavy, is like, oh, well, no. But some of these things, especially if they're in an endemic area, paid, uh, pay back very well, I think. And when we talk about the tools that we have, we mentioned vaccination, we talked about biosecurity. Have we missed anything? What else could the broiler industry be doing to try to better manage this disease? Yes, I think, um, and I think probably it, it goes a little bit back to uh, biosecurity. We know very little about, um, you know, the, the, what are the weak points of transmission of the virus when, or, or the entrance of the virus. So I think uh, if this is mostly part of research, but for example, we need to do more research to, re to find out exactly where in the chicken house this virus stays. It is believed that with Asmarek, it's probably the virus uh, is more spread in the chicken house than what we think. And so, for example, there is groups in Australia that started looking at Marek in the, in the dust, in the dust in the chicken house. And they were able to tell you, depending on the viral load of Marex in the chicken house, they say, okay, you, mar you vaccinate with Marex, but you have this challenge. There is this type of virus. We have started looking at this because I think if the answer is yes, your chicken house is full of ILTV, but you show it to the producer, 
then you can start looking at taking more measures of cleaning. You're always gonna have it. It's all a matter of lowering the viral load. So I really think that the broiler companies that are very aware of ILTV have gone through this experience, known the importance of cleaning and disinfection. And so, but we in the research part need to keep going to keep showing them that they need to keep doing that. Because I don't think only with the vaccination is gonna work. Thank you.